Hello everyone. Welcome to the Indian Cycling Podcast. I am your host Harsha. Hi, this is your co-host Gokul. We have a very special episode today. We are going to talk about uh, uh, Angana's uh, experience at the Goa Ironman uh, which got recently concluded. She came uh, third in her uh, uh, category, uh, age category. Welcome Angana. Hi everyone. It's so great to be here and I'm excited to talk to you guys as well. So are we. Before we get into the discussion with Angana, we wanted to cover a couple of things. The Road National uh, Championships is just one week away. Uh, we have our boys going out there. Um, uh, Akash completely destroyed the pack in Telangana. He is the double gold champion in the elite, uh, in the mast, in the mast art and the uh, individual time trial. So uh, we are hooting for them to do well. And we will try to do a daily uh, quick uh, uh, summary of the day, uh, starting from Wednesday. Uh, we are hoping to have our local uh, uh, support through Sam and Akash, given the information, and we'll have a short episode every day. And the other aspect I wanted to cover was that uh, about we spoke about my book, The Escape Velocity, which I had written with Raman Karimala some time ago. As soon as we released it in uh, the ebook uh, Kindle version in August, uh, we were surprised that everybody wanted to get the paperback version. So finally, the paperback version is available now. It can be bought uh, online in Amazon or Happy Earth website, or you could just WhatsApp me and I'll be able to ship it out for you. Google, when will the Audible version of it be out? Oh yeah, Raman uh, wanted to work on that right now, so. Um, so yeah, he he will be delighted to know that you are also keen to do that. Uh, yeah, I have a great voice and a very <laughs> personable way of reading, reading out loud. I, this is something people have told me uh, yeah. and people as in my seven year old. <laughs> so is that a deal? Do we have it? Yeah, man, as long as you don't have to pay you. <laughs> we'll talk about that, okay? We'll talk about that. It is, celebrities are not free, okay? Okay, talking about celebrities. Angana, you are the first woman on our podcast. This is a real critique of the hosts and the podcast that it took us this long to have a woman on our show. But in my defense, it was not for lack of trying. Okay, also, we wanted someone special, you know, like a real achiever. <laughs> Thank you for that. Special, yes, but then uh, achievement is, yeah, in my own little way. But there are so many women that I know and I admire, and I'm sure likes of Jayanti, Anita, Pratibha, Lipi, they'll be on your show soon because they've been achieving really good things in their own little ways as well. Yes, of course, yeah. So let's uh, start with your uh, you know, triathlon life. How did you get into triathlons? What was your. Uh, journey like so uh, I've always loved swimming and I've been a swimmer since childhood and then uh, I got into cycling because I was searching for a good way sustainable way to commute to office and running was like just a fill in the blanks I'm not really a fan of running but Mm. then I got into running and the cycling and the running community here in Hyderabad is amazing Mm. and that was kind of one of the motivators that helped me keep the pace and the spirit alive and Mm. plus I went on group rides with Krish and you guys and uh, food rides are especially my favorite Mm. night rides and food rides 
so yeah that all of it kept the tempo going and yeah eventually triathlon came into the picture and i thought maybe this could be the way i would like to sustain this do you do you still commute to work sometimes yeah so wow. uh, before we used to commute like 15 kilometers but now like we shifted away mm. from the traffic okay. so yeah but i do commute once in a while wow. it has reduced i remember uh, doing a training session with you uh, back when i was still training and uh, we discussed training schedules and food uh, with your husband parijat and uh, i i remember talking about how to keep the motivation up you know just going out every day doing the training so how do you do it anna so for me i think the biggest blessing was having a training partner like parajat and when both the partners are invested in doing the same thing it becomes easier so we pushed each other of course there were times when we didn't want to do it but there was somebody always pushing you either it would be me telling parajat let's go or the other way around so that i think always helped and yeah but generally there is uh, uh, one uh, issue with this in the sense that you know the intensities or the zones may not match so for example i never run with my wife and you know she doesn't want to run with me at all so how did you guys manage that yeah, so it was definitely different he has a brute power and mm-hmm. he just takes off sometimes and mm-hmm. cycling at basically it was cycling that he would just disappear mm. but then i knew he's there somewhere okay so but it was the training together we know mm. we are going out preparing for it like taking our nutrition or just setting up that mindset that you're going to do something that i think was okay but i think you can do it solo as well <laughs> but that was basic yeah like, so it is the motivation to get out of home together yeah and not be riding entirely the entire duration to yeah Cool. And somewhere at the back of my mind I always thought I'll be safe and he's around. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but he's taken off on huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's off in the front. He's just showing off that he can use that brute power of his because uh, I was in a race with him once and he was really showing off that day. Right. I I went thinking I'll do well that day after months of training and totally smashed me, you know. <laughs> Yeah, as someone who trains others, I think the sometimes the biggest challenges are finding the right motivation and skill. So I really admire the fact that you guys created your own uh, ways to motivate yourself. So uh, that's really commendable because all of us struggle with that. So the event in Goa that happened, it's a Ironman seventy point three. So can you explain what an Ironman is and what Ironman seventy point three is? So. An Ironman involves a 3.8 kilometer swim, a 180 kilometer bike ride, and a full marathon. And Ironman 70.3 is like the shorter version of it, and I think more doable when you have uh, you're not a full time athlete or no. There are people who do it even if they are not full time athletes, but I think for people like us who have to manage office and a social life and everything. A seventy point three is more doable. So a seventy five point three includes a one point nine kilometer swim, a ninety kilometer ride, and a half marathon, twenty one point one. So what? How did you start off? What were the initial events, and how did you progress? Uh, so I start because I came to Hyderabad, and it had such a vibrant community 
so that got me into it but hyderabad triathlon was the first time i came to know something about like i can do something in hyderabad so i started with the novice one which was i don't exactly remember what i think 5 km run 750 meter swim something like that it was really small but then i thought okay this is doable then i graduated to the olympic one that was the one uh, which included a 1.5 km swim 40 km ride and a 10 km run and then i thought i think i can do the next level as well and then we did the half ironman at hyderabad triathlon which is the same as uh, 70.3 and has 1.9 km swim 90 km ride and a 21 km half marathon rather so yeah that is how i started and i think hyderabad triathlon was the one that got me into it yeah so the hyderabad triathlon the most popular category obviously is the sprint or the smallest one that you talked about i think it's a great way to bring in more crowd someone who says okay i can do all three i just don't have the time to uh, actually train for the full version or the or the olympic triathlon so you just like dip your toe in the water and you test it and it's a great way to bring people in and maybe even get kids of a certain age to start with something like that uh, one thing that i faced was <clears throat> i did the olympic triathlon in hyderabad i did the olympic triathlon in goa and i realized okay doing more than this like i hit a brick wall there i felt i didn't have either the motivation or the inclination to say okay i may want to do the ironman 70.3 but you made that transition So what what was the thinking behind that? I think I just wanted to push the limits a little and see mm-hmm. if I can do it. Because um I had been following these groups on Facebook where it's so inspiring to see mothers who have five kids they are doing full ironman and everything. So I was always inspired by the women triathlon community. Mm-hmm. Like how they juggle their life and everything. Plus we have great examples here in Hyderabad as well. Like I'm in awe of these women who have children and how they manage. So I thought I don't have children so it could be something that I can explore and yeah basically it was just pushing the limits and I wanted to see what more can I do and so I made the transition with from going from olympic to a half ironman when I saw I could do it I knew I have to train a little better so that I'm better prepared for it and when i did the ironman 70.3 in goa my body didn't break down like the way it did when i did the half ironman in hyderabad triathlon like i wasn't that prepared for it but i did it but i knew that i have to prepare much better for it and like come out of it strong so that, that that's quite an interesting thing no because the i am assuming that the hyderabad tri- uh, 70.3 would have been easier than the goa one because it involved a um, swimming pool swim though the weather and the terrain might have been pretty bad in hyderabad but the swim itself was much easier right yeah swim was easy because it's in the pool and uh, yeah sea swim is a, like it's a very different world and you like there are some easy things about a sea swim and some very terrifying things like i was i knew there are going to be jellyfish and if they sting you you go numb and there there were so many things so me and parshad we lathered ourselves in vaseline so okay. it was like they said that vaseline can prevent and there were people who got stung and they yeah. suffered there were people okay so thankfully nothing like that happened to us and yeah you it's uh yeah 
like you know that there are waves coming in and there's salt and people might be peeing in the sea but <laughs> that's okay you just people might be peeing in that pool in hyderabad okay about <laughs> that but yeah you go with the flow and there like yeah i got knocked over by people there are swimmers who are stronger they will swim over you all that happens but it's just part of the game no like i was prepared that anything could happen mm-hmm. there was no fear of drowning because the organization was such they were kayaks and you could just raise your hand and they would just pick you up from the swim mm-hmm. but then it meant that you wouldn't complete so mm-hmm. i don't think anybody did that but yeah there was drowning was not an issue it was just managing with the waves and then people around you like 900 people around you mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different world it's chaos mm-hmm. was there not a wave start or it was a staggered start but mm-hmm. it meant five people every 3 seconds Oh. So invariably it yeah it would end up being a throng of people okay. and stronger swimmers they were breaststroke swimmers so they would kick you oh, okay so that yeah we, we we had uh, dr kaustub on the show a few um, weeks ago and he and i constantly talked about you know basically getting kicked in the face it happened my goggles went off plus i wear minus 5 oh. spectacles so i was wearing speedo goggles which were minus 5 Mm-hmm. and then they got knocked off but i had practiced in the pool like what to do when goggles come off so i put them back and then went with it <laughs> oh so let's talk about the swim because uh there is the shift that you have to make from a pool to an actual salt water sea as against uh you know just swimming in a very controlled environment so how did you go about that so um swimming we had done most of our training in our society swimming pool and uh one thing about it is that it's not like blue like all swimming pools that we usually see it's a little dark so i knew that uh, it's easy to prepare in that mm-hmm. but then we went we went for uh, a swim in andaman thinking that it will simulate the sea environment and all but again andaman was too clear it was like a big swimming pool <laughs> so it didn't make a difference then we had this thonnur swimathon and that was the real experience of the open water swim because it was dark it was murky you couldn't even see your hand going in so it's like when you're breathing that's the only time you see when you put your head down it's a completely dark world so that i think was like a good experience for us and then uh, fortunately for some reason we were in singapore and i met with the singapore triathlon community again on facebook and there was a woman who volunteered to help us so she took us to the beach she gave us trips she swam with us she ra- ran with us so that was another good experience i'm like forever indebted like to her and she's a 50 year old woman so inspiring mm-hmm. again women <laughs> everywhere are so inspiring so 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 you went about this in a very uh, systematic way and uh, the thing that i remember coming out of a sea swim is feeling very disoriented or or maybe only a little disoriented just i was just tired that's also possible uh, how was that experience for you so uh, we there is this man called triathlon taran he does his own training on youtube he has his own training platform as well so we kind of tested that as well and in that he used to give these drills which included coming out of the pool and jogging for some time just mm-hmm. to get used to it so we mm-hmm. which were called deck ups mm-hmm. 
so we did that in the pool several times just to get the feel of from horizontal to vertical so that also kind of helped when you come outside the pool and you're like dizzy and your legs are like it's a dif- like it's different when you suddenly are horizontal and then you have to run so that i think deck ups were also a good way to kind of get used to the feeling oh that's fantastic so one of the big uh, uh, things that you need to worry about in a, especially when you're looking at time on a triathlon is the transition so how did you prepare for that uh, in in our first uh, yeah when we were preparing for half ironman vignan dr vignan had taught us how to do transitions and actually we practiced transitions with him in two th- when i yeah when i was preparing for the half ironman and this time also we kind of did our uh, transitions in our, kind of i think we did it in our head mostly but yeah we 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 practiced a couple of times but you know in the event there is a chance that you will forget and i did forget to take my gels okay but yeah we were we knew the tricks and we had practiced a couple of times but i think you need more practice with transitions because you need to remember where you ride racked your bike and which way you need to run on there is a particular way that you need to take if you don't take that way you'll have to come back and do the whole thing so that's a wastage of time so uh, i think transitions are really important and you need to practice for them otherwise on the day of the event things may go wrong yeah i just want to give a shout out to my former coach dr vignan or uh, dr fitness he once accused me of being lazy because my cadence was so low um, <laughs> yeah one of the many people who did the same thing um, so the the transitions are, are you one of those people who are like super organized who has one section of the bag for the gels one for the uh, maybe like a banana one for the clothes one for the like your cleats and stuff or are you just you know you put it there you know how to go about it yeah, i'm i'm really organized i love making lists and things like that so before the event the night before the event i had arranged everything and like inspired by instagram i took a photo mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but yeah and i needed to know things like i kept everything in a sequence so that i know what to pick up when plus i had lenses to wear mm-hmm. and then so lot of small things that matter and yeah that organization i think made it easier like i laid it down in the way i would like it but yeah again in the heat of the event i did forget my gels but that's okay i think so this is a good time to talk about the equipment and uh, probably you can also use this as a time to reach out to parijat and get you better equipment so <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the equipment that you had yeah first things first we invested in tri suits because uh, it's easier always easier when you have one you don't need to change and all that so try suits yes and we got them from decathlon and they are actually available in india we though we got them from singapore they are available in india and in fact majority of people in goa 70.3 were wearing the same decathlon try suits and then there were because i wear power, uh, because i wear powered glasses so i invested in speedo minus 5 powered goggles and then of course the cycle which i got from the bike affair but i was thinking of getting aero bikes uh, aero bars but then uh, we heard things like the roads in goa may not be that suitable for aero bars so we kind of dropped that idea and then cleats again jayanti comes in the picture because she she didn't wear the cleats and those weren't working for her so she kind of 
gave it off and then those came to me and they worked for me mm-hmm. thankfully so then the cleats and uh, for the run yeah run was again like we just had i always like uh, running in asics so i've been using them for like all my running so i wore asics and then yeah invested in uh, some goggles during the run because i wear lenses again if you're riding there's a chance that they might fly off or something so mm. goggles and visor mm-hmm. and of course the garment like the constant training partner and like for every i don't even open my garment in like i don't even open it it's like a part of me now so oh, you mean you don't even remove it no oh, i don't okay. i don't it's, it's there okay. on me all the time okay. yes and we invested in trainers mm-hmm. so we got uh, one trainer from the bike affair mm. the cubo elite mm-hmm. and then adeep lent us his trainer okay so s- since we were always like short of time while managing our life and all that so having two trainers helped a lot because we could do our training at the same time like otherwise it would have been like one person and then we'll again wait so adeep i think helped us with his trainer and yeah we managed for days that we were late in the night and we couldn't go out for early morning rides we utilized the trainer i think trainer was something that was a very good investment especially for people who are short on time so did you guys have any problems with uh, the trainers pairing with your uh, phones or devices no, or then no cross connections nothing absolutely oh, nothing okay. cool this fine plus we invest in heart rate monitors as well mm. so uh, i use a wahoo ticker x and mm. parijat uses a gar- uh, no sorry a decathlon uh, heart rate monitor mm. a very basic one okay so uh, so you you were using the tri watch only throughout you didn't have a cyclo computer on your bike yeah so last just before the event i thought that instead of so i wanted to maintain a particular pace so that like i'm on time and all that but then it was difficult to mm. look at the watch and then so like maybe a week before the race we invested in a, a cyclo computer just a basic one okay. just to see the speed so that i am on track cool is uh, dr vignan your coach or is parijat your coach or is it the other way around do you coach parijat now <laughs> after your victory <laughs> i think that that should happen now yeah if it hasn't already happened <laughs> So uh, it was not just Dr. Vignan there were many people involved like the whole community and then I would like to call out like special people like Chetan who was always motivating us and then there was uh, Ronakda Ronakda I think you may have met him when he yeah. was in Hyderabad yeah, yeah. so he was absolutely amazing in this race he even got a, a 70.3 world championship uh, entry so he may race in New Zealand when the oh. world championships happen so he these uh, and parijat of course these guys read up a lot and then <laughs> we also read books uh, the training bible the triathlete training bible by joe friel and for women specific needs i read this book called roar by dr stacy sims so it was a good combination of training and research and of course all the inputs that came in from everybody we kind of incorporated it we weren't like just focusing on one coaching one coach or anything but inputs from everybody so we were so this was like testing grounds i think i think mm-hmm. when we when we are further into the journey we may think of getting a coach and then doing things specifically as he says but i think this time it wasn't that maybe not like we weren't up for it so we mm-hmm. took a mix of everything okay that's interesting but i think you 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 guys seem to be doing all the right things even if you didn't have a formal coach so 
we see that uh, it is that much more challenging as a woman following a sport or you know even just training on the road so what are the challenges you faced and how did you overcome them um, challenges i wouldn't say challenges per se but yeah women's needs are slightly different so i know i knew that my race this race would be around my menstrual cycle so i was prepared for it because i had read it on forums mm. women specific forums on facebook and everything that you can swim there's nothing like you can't swim when you're on your period but you can't use a pad you'll have to use a tampon so i was prepared and i taken my ammo with me thankfully it didn't happen but i was prepared mm-hmm. and then there's so much information out there there are women helping out women so you know you kind of know that how you can prepare for it and plus this book this book actually explains what happens before your periods because your body kind of your physiology changes and so you mm. have to have the right supplements you have to have the right kind of food mm-hmm. to beat that lethargy and then go out and do your workout so this book i think was godsend it helped me understand what like women's psycholo- uh, physiological needs are this is the road by dr yeah, Rossi, dr, uh, dr. stacy sims yeah okay. cool so what can we do to get more women triathletes or cyclists in hyderabad so yeah like women in running are there because i think it mm. needs less time to just you just pick up your shoes and go and run mm. but cycling and then triathlons they need a lot more equipment a lot more investing in time plus then you have to go out on the roads which may not always be safe especially in our country unfortunately so i think uh, women who are already there should speak up a little more like they should encourage other women and 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 we are like everybody like jayanti anita pratibha they are doing it they are setting the right examples and yeah i think uh, and then yeah smart training i think investing in trainers if you are not able to go out all these little things might help get women into it but i think more women should speak up and try and bring in more people fantastic so Uh, typically we, uh, one of the key uh, aspects of training for a triathlon is brick workouts wherein you do two disciplines back to back so uh, w- what were the number of brick workouts you did and when did you have them um, brick workouts we did every saturday so immediately after a long bike ride about 60 70 kilometers we would go for a short run just to get used to the feeling a simulating the race situation so the brick workouts they are called they say they are called the brick workouts because your legs feel like bricks but yeah so it was a good way of learning and transitioning from one discipline to another and i think practicing it helped us on the race day as well cool so Can you tell us a little bit about your race day nutrition what did you have or what did you forget to have <laughs> <laughs> So uh usually on uh, on days when we go out riding we have uh, overnight oats which has chia seeds and flax seeds little bit of curd mm-hmm. and milk peanut butter So we thought we will have the same thing on the day like before the race like 4 hours before the 3 hours before the race So wh- why do you call it overnight do you soak it overnight Yeah I soak it overnight like I put everything and then mm. it's ac- it actually feels like ice cream when oh. you have it in the morning mm. and then you can like pepper it up with anything you like like fruits and everything so that's what we prepared for the race day Though personally I would like to have mashed potatoes and rice 
but since we weren't prepared for it i knew people have that kind of a meal but we hadn't practiced for that so i didn't we didn't experiment on race day they say you shouldn't experiment with anything new on race day so that was our pre race like breakfast and then we had a lot of uh, cis gels cis isotonic okay. gels and that doesn't require water so you just mm. have the gels and you're on the go so uh, every 45 minutes we decided to have that and just before the swim we had one and we had others in like i had stacked them in my bike and i was supposed to take they were in my t1 they were supposed to be taken while i get up on the bike but yeah i had forgotten them but i managed with the ones that were there on the bike there were four mm. on the bike i was supposed to have two more during the ride okay but then uh, i forgot but i kind of managed managed it but in the run again i was supposed to have one gel before i took off for running i forgot that but the <laughs> but i managed with the rest of it which was stuffed in my tri suit so yeah that was it and after the race they had pizzas they had sorry they had pastas and sandwiches mm -hmm. but i think on the go you're having so much you don't really really feel hungry but then later on we celebrated with a lot of food but just after the race it wasn't possible to gorge down on so many things so uh, how was the organization of the goa in man this is the first uh, official iron man of india so how was it uh, organized initially we were quite apprehensive thinking that it's india it may not be that great and all that okay. but when we saw the organization everything was i think fantastic the transitions were set up really well the the uh, swim boys and kayaks and everything that was also really well most the best part about the whole thing were the volunteers mm -hmm. the energy was so so electric like you couldn't there were people with banners and people smiling at you clapping uh, clapping for you saying women power this mm -hmm. that that energy i think kept us going because run like uh, i was a little not up for the run like and i was kind of kind of jittery during the run because run is my weakest link and mm -hmm. even though i was fastest in my bike split mm -hmm. run was the one where i got overtaken by people so okay it is my weak link but i think the energy of the people around that that helped me go on because first loop parjat and me we saw each other and i was like i can't do this and it was it's all in the mind then we thought it's all in the mind we have to keep going and then people around were whooping for you and yeah they had ice splashes they had uh, sponges they had everything you want on the uh, for support so mm -hmm. that support i think bread bowls and fasten up gels mm -hmm. banana chips like anything you could imagine it was there and volunteers were always there to help you out fasten mm -hmm. up electrolytes they were handing it out on the bikes so yeah that way i think organization they they just killed it with it like i am very pleased with the organization So that's a big shout out to Yoska and the organizers of uh, the Iron Man. Thank you. Sure. Uh, I think this was a great episode. Uh, thank you, Angana, uh, for being a guest and telling us about your experience at uh, Goa Iron Man. Thank you, Angana. So it was really inspiring, you know, uh, for uh, for uh, winning in the you know coming third in the. Iron Man first uh, 70.3 in uh, India. Congratulations and thank you for uh, sharing your experiences. Thank you Gokul, thank you Harsha. Uh before I end I would like to shout out to this group which was uh, very monumental in my journey and I think uh, aspiring women triathletes should join this group. It's called the Indian Women's Triathlon group in uh, Facebook. 
सो इट हैज़ वेमेन इंडियन वेमेन ट्राइथलीस्ट फ्रॉम ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड एंड दे आर ऑलवेज शेयरिंग इंस्पायरिंग स्टाफ वेमेन डूइंग ट्राइथलॉन्स इन अदर पार्ट्स ऑफ द वर्ल्ड एंड एन टिप्स ऑन हाउ टू डू इट एंड आई ऑल्सो मेट अनदर इंस्पायरिंग वुमेन हेयर कॉल प्रीति शी सेटल इन सिंगापुर बट शी टूकस ऑन राउंड एंड शी टोल्ड अस हाउ टू कोप विथ सर्टन थिंग्स एंड हाउ टू डू योर फर्स्ट ट्राइथलॉन फर्स्ट ऑफिशियल आयन मैन so it's a great group to get started with and then learn from experiences of other women and same kind of things so i think people uh, women who are aspiring to do triathlons they should definitely join this group and get in touch with like minded women sure you yeah, will put the link for that in the show notes so if you're interested you can go visit that group thank you thank you thank you So as always if you like us uh, please visit the Indian Cycling Podcast page on Facebook and if you're on Apple devices you can always like us on the Apple Podcast app give us a rating and a review and hopefully we will be on the Apple Podcast feature page one day thank you